Welcome, everyone. So, before we get started tonight, I just want to thank our special guests for coming on. I know that they're very busy and they have their own life to lead. But before we start, since today is 9-11 and I am a veteran, I have chosen the war my, uh, my, uh, my Santee. I'm not going to be in full uniform because that might be infringing on the UCMJ because I'm going to be talking about a little bit of politics. But in just a moment, I'm going to be playing taps as in the end of day bugle call. Um, mostly as a respect to all the fallen warriors, veterans, sisters, brothers I've known. And that includes the, uh, those that are trying to change America right now. Those who might be, um, fighting for something that they truly believe in. Foreign domestic. So, this also goes out to the protesters who have probably died. So, uh, in just a moment, I'll be playing that. So, during that moment, it's just going to be a moment of silence until it's over. Thank you for that moment of silence. Now, let's get on with the show. So, in right now I'm going to call Miss Karin. Hey. Hey, hey. Hi, can you hear me? I can. So, yeah, um, I guess while I'm doing all this... Go ahead and feel free to start laying down um, your background and your experiences. Sure. Okay, are we actually there now? I'm sorry? Or am I... <laughs> okay, Jesse's telling me something. Oh, he said, my complexion is so dark and invisible. <laughs> Ouch. Um, <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah. J Jesse is quite the gentleman, I have to say. He knows all the right things to say. He's my bro. Exactly. Yes, he does. All right. So, uh, as I was saying yes, earlier, 
Uh, feel free to lay down your credentials and brag brag about yourself a little bit. Okay. Oh, well, there's not really uh, anything to really brag about. You're a respected member of this community. There's plenty to brag about. Well, uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, Okay, so as far as credentials goes, I guess it just depends on what you as credentials. So I'll try to encapsulate all of them. Uh, My father uh, was Swedish, and so I would go back and forth to Sweden with him and was taught in the tradition of ancestor veneration. So uh, that was a big part of my life growing up and all things Scandinavian that way. Uh, Obviously, I was born here and uh, was raised here, went to college here, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And... I'm trying to make it sound really interesting and exciting. Well, I guess it's just kind of easier if I, um, as, as, as things come to my fading, vapid memory, I mention them. But uh, I was going through a huge marital breakup years ago, and my father, who was alive at the time, uh, he, was, he was a professional artist, and he would use his artwork for his shamanic type practice. And uh, I'm a professional artist too. So I that's what I went to college for and have a degree in and blah, 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 blah. So um, I went through this big, huge marital breakup. And so my father had said, why don't you go stay with your uncle in Sweden for a little while and get your life together? And so I did, and what I started to do was, because obviously I I have adult children, because I'm 52, I have adult children, so I didn't want to move to Scandinavia, and also my parents are here, so I would travel back and forth, and uh, I worked as a professional artist over there. So during my time as working for, um, like, Scandic hotels, doing artwork for their lobbies and stuff like that, and selling privately. Um, I really connected with everything that I had known growing up or been taught. Being there did something, something actually shifted. I have to really say it was like a spiritual enlightenment. It's almost like it turned on a switch mm-hmm. and I knew I was not the same. And I knew that, um, whatever my purpose was in life, which which at that time I thought was just, you know, being a professional artist, which is hard enough to do in in uh, the world and economy-wise, that it would include somehow this spiritual path that I was on. So part of my education was teaching um, art education. So that was an easy thing for me, but as I became more and more immersed in my obsession, and I will call it an obsession since it's a tiny child, of my genetic heritage, even though it was taught to me and it was encouraged and we knew all about our family tree and we did DNA tests and blah, 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 that this, it was all I, I ate 
slept and drank all things Norse culture, um, even though it was already like that, when I was there working and I was actually able to stand on burial mounds and um, just hear the language spoken so freely, because I, I say what I know, um, Swinglish, Mm-hmm. which is a really crappy version of English and even crappier version of Swedish. Yeah, kind of like Spanglish. Like Spanglish. I stole it from that. Um, Very creative. And my father did not My father did not speak Swedish at home because he was from, you know, he just passed away this past Christmas. Oh, bless his heart. And uh, he, was, he was 88. So he um, is from that tradition where you, you, you're in America, you got to speak American. Which I think was really uh, speak American, or speak English, uh, American English. However, um, I wish that I wish that that didn't happen. I wish that he would have uh, passed on both both of those um, languages to me. But regardless, I some of it fine. Uh, but anyway, I know I'm really like uh uh uh. No, 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 you're good. Because, like, as I tell I everybody who comes on, imagine this as, like, two friends sitting down for tea or coffee, and we're just sitting here just bitching about life. Yeah. That's really all it is. is. We are. We are. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. That, so, so, that's what I started to do. So, then I immersed myself in more of the magical tradition. Mm-hmm. That's when I started. I mean, I already... So much of uh, Norse spirituality, well, it should be, so much of it should be ancestral work. So that was already there. But I started to, and I always knew about the runes, and I knew, you know what I mean? It's kind of like if you were, if your mother was a tarot reader, you had tarot cards around the house. And right. even though you might not totally read tarot yourself, you know what some of it is. It was kind of like that with runes. Now you're like, oh, but I recognize that. I immersed that. myself in it. Yeah. I immersed myself into it, and um, it it just kind of really took over from there. Doors just started opening, and mind you, I had a, I had a full-time job in a fashion design studio as an artist. So he, I, that was my dream career. I mean, that was what I had always wanted to do. So, and I left it all to do this and I I don't know I guess you look at it as if it's something you would do for free and that you do do for free a lot of the time because it's just an obsession with you that you want to share you want to teach you want to enlighten you want to encourage and you want to help other people and you want to correct misinformation when you have that passion almost like an obsession then it's just it's a no-brainer um, it's just, it's what I do. So now I, um, have an office. I'm in my office. I run some space. I see clients and, um, there's other aspects to my spiritual work as well that are incorporated, uh, in what I do working with crystals and that type of thing. Um, healing energy, uh, which isn't necessarily a, a Norse practice, but, um, yeah. So, so that's what I do. Um, but I appreciate you having me on and, um, it's been really nice chatting and you have a good night. Bye. Just kidding. I know I'm a nerd. So anyway, <laughs> that's, 
I mean, I, I was gonna say I can't. I can't make you stay. <laughs> I mean, I've got. I've got like. I'm certified mm -hmm. in tons of things. I've got all those things hanging on my wall because I have to. I'm. I'm ordained as a as a um, person who can legally wed people right. in the state of Florida. You know all that blah 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 stuff. So I mean, as far as paper credentials, I have that, but that means really nothing to me. Oh yeah, it's just legal uh, it's stipulation. Just, That's it's all just really there is. So I don't get, yeah, it's there so I don't get sued for anything. But um, but you don't need it, and um, but it's nice. It's nice to to get a pat on the back and have a piece of paper saying that you accomplished things. But I'll tell you what, you you can't really unless you're initiated into a um, private hop or a, a certain type of guild, mm -hmm. you're not going to get. Um, even in Scandinavia, you're not going to find um, things that say you're you're this or you're that. Um, so unless you say you want to be a Gothi in Asatru or something like that, besides something like that, you're not gonna. There's not going to be a piece of paper that's going to say you're a Volva in the old ways. You know what I mean? So you're saying I won't get a participation trophy? Dang, my whole generation is just going to be so disappointed. <laughs> you got the best generation. You know what? I don't care what all those crotchety old boomers. Oh, uh, uh, no, no. I, I, just, I just like throwing stones at myself. <laughs> no, don't. Because you guys are the best. I, seriously, I love, I and the way I'm like on a personal note, mm -hmm. um, I uh, have four, uh, they're not really all adults. My youngest is 15. And, um, but besides that, my three older ones are all out of the house. And there's a big gap between my older two and my younger two, because my oldest is 30 and has a baby, actually. And while well, she's married and has a baby. Mm -hmm. So uh, I noticed just even the way they responded to things growing up, as opposed to the way my two younger ones, it's, it's like... It, like there's almost even a generation gap between them because I think they're millennials, my two oldest ones, and then the, the two younger ones. What's the next thing? Uh, after millennial, it's now thing? Zoomers. Zoomers. So I have two millennials and two Zoomers. That's what I have. Yeah. So, and um, I understand. Yeah, I, I, come like a, I come from a family of four as well. So. So, um, yeah. That's that, but um, and I have a lot of experience because what I did as part of my professional career, and this is going to maybe be a bombshell for some of you out there who don't know this about me. Um, when I so I was raised the way I was raised, and my father, obviously Swedish, my mother was Norse Gaelic, so her family, which um there's a lot of interesting topics about that too because if, if you know anything about the DNA of Iceland mm -hmm. it's like half and half half Celtic half um, Norse because of the way it was was founded so the 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 Gales the Celts they have a, a, as much of a right to everyone has a right to it I mean it's but I'm saying if you were going by you know cultural they have the Celts have just as much a connection to the sagas and all of our written literature as the Norse do because it was combined together. 
So um, that's something I'd like to encourage any of our Celtic listeners or Celtic practitioners. Don't be afraid to dive into your the Norse aspect of your tradition. They combine very much so. Even in art, when I studied art, um, zoomorphic art, that's art that like the animals that twist around and that type of thing. All the art of migratory peoples, uh, the Celt and the Norse are very, very similar. So, and that's because they really were similar people um, and their, their paths overlapped quite a bit, mostly because of the Norse mm-hmm. <laughs> liking to yeah. include the Celt in their lives. Yeah. Slaves. But anyway, so I mean, just yeah, not but, not even just that, yeah, but so look at Beowulf. Huge. You know, um, it's a it's a Saxon story taking place in Denmark at five well, century. You know, <laughs> this is this is what it this is why why um, don't I don't want to get don't get me started on racism, but this is the thing. This is why DNA and culture and ethnic ethnicity mm-hmm. is so wonderful and amazing but it absolutely is completely different than race there's one race we all go back to the same thing we evolved as humans whether you believe there was other input from other places or not whatever that's your own personal belief uh and i didn't mean to roll my eyes at that but no 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 you're good being disrespectful because you know some people feel like aliens intervened with us or whatever but whatever your belief system is, the point is, is that we are, humans are closer genetically and DNA link-wise than um, any other mammal group on the planet. We are one race, we come from one race. We migrated and spread and then geology separated us. So of course we developed in different ways. Our cultures veered in different ways and um, we evolved physically looking in different ways, but that's it. You know, you have a Chihuahua and a Great Dane, they're both dogs. It's the same thing. That's why the whole um, influx of um, any type of racism in the Norse tradition, which has a reputation for being, because those are the loud, noisy jerks, um, who they don't even know what they're talking about. But um, that really has absolutely it's so acidine because we're all connected and come from the same thing even the, even the christians believe we all came from noah and his offspring six thousand so. years ago <laughs> um which so. i can i can pick i can pick on the christians because yeah. what i was going to say the thing i was going to tell you guys that a lot of people don't know about me some people know my husband, not my partner now, but my husband, the father of my children, I met when I was 18 and he was 25. And um, he became an ordained Baptist. Southern Baptist. Oh boy, he's just like me. <laughs> for a while, for a part of time, I, I was the Baptist pastor's wife who was a pagan heathen. But because of that, I know the Bible like the back of my hand, and I understand the mindset that people have, and also us as heathens, as pagans, how we're so effed up and screwed up the way we even view everything because of the cultural influence of uh, monotheistic, um, patriarchal, Abrahamic faiths. 
that have influenced the whole world. It's even how we view our paganism. You might not have even been raised in a Christian home, but there are elements I guarantee you in your practice as a heathen that's there be because of a Christian influence that you don't even know. Definitely just so, look at Snorri. Bring it, bring it, bring <laughs> it. I will. I'm going to answer questions and I'm going to go down fighting. But anyway, so yeah. But it makes me a very loving, open person. I'm not, um, I understand. To turn your back on your family and become really close-minded and then to realize how effed up you are and wrong and go, oh my God, what my parents taught me was right and go back to it and eat humble pie mm -hmm. and then make a career out of it. So. I mean, sometimes mama's right. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, <laughs> she is. It's so freaking true. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's really true. But anyway, sorry if I'm talking too much. Sorry, everybody, if I'm talking too much. Uh, no, no, you're on the hot seat. I mean, today's episode's up all about you. <laughs> like I said, I did the bit for the veterans, you know, so that's out of the way. And um, Yeah, and honestly, 9-11, thank you, veterans. Oh, my God, I was watching a documentary just last night or the other night, and the, it was this young, sweet little soldier... I mean, he was obviously older than he looked, but you could just tell as he was recalling memories of being in Iraq, how, oh my God, the PTSD must be so horrific. And, um, oh my God, I'm just, I am so thankful that people join the armed forces like yourself so people like me don't have to. Because let me tell you, this mofo would not make it at all. Even when I was a hundred pounds and able to leap bounds over walls, no. I mean, the way I see it, the Norse just didn't have it in their uh, in their weave for you to do that. Thank God! Thank you, Norns! Thank you! <laughs> no, no, Thank you're you good. We, we have we have we have bigger things for you. You don't need PTSD right now. <laughs> um, you know what? My mission is to try to help the world not to where we have to freaking have that. Right. Damn it. Let's evolve past the violence as humanity. I know it's a look, I know it ain't happening while I'm alive. I get that. But I'm gonna go down preaching Singing. it. Because yeah. we can't look at how how far we've come already. How we used to be. Look at our you know, Viking times, let's pick that because obviously topic of conversation. How violent, how awful in so many ways. Um, as, as a planet we have transcended and we're slowly being pulled along to, to evolve past that type of thing that's one of the reasons why I don't uh, practice blood sacrifice um, just throwing a topic out there why not mm -hmm. um, is because I, I feel this is a personal conviction of course I think I'm right because you know but Honestly, I understand. I understand how um, obviously the spilling of blood is. That's the life, the life breath of what we have. It's the it's the breath of life, and when that is done, because you know there's there's a there's a strain in in my profession that believes you need to blood the runes. I'm trying to make this relevant to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but why I, I don't, because I, I believe that as, as 
we don't need to give animal sacrifices anymore. We don't need to give human sacrifice anymore, and we don't need to shed blood anymore. I think we've evolved past that for a very good reason, because ultimately, I think the human race has a web of, uh, you know, the web we of have weird. our own Erlog our, our own and our own web of weird as a group. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of okay. like a collective consciousness. As a planet that, uh, regardless of what tradition you're in, if you're in any of the African traditions, if you're in any of the Asian traditions, they'll all say this, that as humanity, because we're all related, we have uh, our own way that we're evolving and and going toward, um, you know? So I think that... um, that we're past that. Thank God we're past that. Aren't you glad you don't have to sacrifice a horse? Oh yeah, no, just to do like a diving pole or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad for that because I would have PETA at my door. Uh. <laughs> and well, also I think we would use that as an excuse to also do harm to people who piss us off. I, I have a lot of my friends have anger issues. A lot of them have anger issues. And you know what? It's amazing that they're even normal human beings with with things that they've had to go through and how easy it would be to deceive ourselves i need to sacrifice them for my god my god wants me to kill them just like you know obviously the abrahamic faiths did Mm -hmm. um when people were trying to get other people to convert so um yeah it would be a it's it's an easy way out for us to to use that as a as a motivator to do harm to others right and and that's the thing is like when people ask me why don't we sacrifice anything anymore I'm like well you see a thousand years has passed culture has evolved um, and I'll say this due to your influence um, I am now I I realized how ignorant I was when I first interacted with you because like when we were first uh, talking I was still new to the app uh, we were talking about the use of runes uh, in crystals together and I was oh, kind, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was and I was kind of poo-pooing it being a being in a being ignorant and I was like well no to be fair the practice itself has been around since from from what I understand the 60s at least and why shouldn't we adapt it to our modern practice because we are modern people because um, you know that that's a great point great point because like one thing that kind of makes me cringe as an individual and I'm not going to name names but I think you know who I'm talking about but when people bring up Laws and oaths from uh, a thousand years ago, from a dead civilization. It's like, well, sir. Uh, last I checked, you live in twenty twenty. <laughs> you know what? What? Let, let me just tell you though. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's it's first of all, it's completely understandable that you felt that way because th- it's understandable that you felt that way. I know. I'm just a traditionalist. That's... Number two, the f- no, no, and that's okay. The, the other thing is, if if we look at the heathenry that's taught now, that's not even, what I specialize in is pre-Viking era, mm-hmm. and pre-Viking era Scandinavia and Germ- Germanic tribe practices are not anything like what's going on now. Right. So, the the great thing about having a spiritual life is that it is always evolving, that it is always. Um, in Christianity even how whatever regardless if you believe the Bible has any truth in it whatsoever 
things are written down. A woman ought not to, you know, assert authority over a man. Da, 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 da. That's all cultural. And that's their excuse is, well, that was cultural back then. It's the same thing. Anything that's truly alive spiritually will evolve. It will evolve. That's why you don't need to do certain things and why certain things don't make sense mm-hmm. anymore. But they totally made sense back then. So are you in a dead faith? Are you, is your walk a, one of, is it, is your spiritual practice of just echoes in the past it it stopped it stunted or is it living growing breathing evolving and that's that's a huge thing but what you mentioned about certain people certain oaths from a a time that's passed in a way it's it's i want to say it's not their fault me being older i can i look you know especially like all you guys i'm old enough to be all of y'all's mother all of y'all and so i don't maybe look at certain ones of you that are confused with disdain, maybe the way some of you guys do, only because of, um, in a way, they're sort of victims of the culture because they are, you can tell even by the way they, and I'm not, I'm not even thinking about one person in particular. I'm talking, this is, I see this all the time in what I do all the time. The way people quote the Havamal, the way people quote the sagas. Right, it's like the Bible. The prose at us. They're quoting it like people would quote the Bible mm-hmm. because that's their, their culture says that's how you view things. That's mm-hmm. why I don't even think the gods are that much of a big deal. And I know there, I know people will be like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that about Odin. I can't believe you do this and that. Let me tell you something. People the gods were maybe, maybe 5% of Norse spirituality pre-Viking times. The ancestors were 95%. Yeah, because uh, it's prove, all about tribalism and animism. You cannot prove, you cannot prove that there's aliens. We don't, we can't prove that. We can't prove that there's gods. We can't prove that there's angels. But you're damn well sure there's ancestors because you, you, you are the product of them. We know that. And ancestor veneration was the practice of our people. It was basically primarily a nature-based practice and an ancestral practice. If you go back to any of the shamanic faiths or anything um, that is up there, Asian or African or Eastern, unless, unless they are a monotheistic, imposed faith or culty they all have ancestor veneration and that's because that's our path that's where we come from i agree 100 percent because you see that in asia you see that in inuit tribes you see that in polynesia you know it's literally everywhere by the way uh your sound cut out um so i see your mouth moving but no sounds coming through (laughs) You might want to hang up and call back. Alright. Standing by. I'll let you know when we hear something. (laughs) 
I mean, if I if you knew American Sign Language and if I knew how to read it, I could translate for you. But we're we're both at a loss on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's the most American that we can do. All right. But yeah. So like I said, it's not a real stream unless you have uh, technical issues. But uh, yeah, we're just going to wait for her to come back. Uh, no sound just yet. Okay. Oh, there we go. Um, there we go. Let me know when you... We hear yeah, you. You got it? Yep. Okay. So, um, Jesse brought something to my attention too that I wanted, he, he told me just to mention, cause I talked about my dad being Swedish in when we did the most recent DNA test, um, I, I came back part, um, Yakut Asian mm -hmm. and, uh, Sammy, mm -hmm. which completely makes sense because as Swedish heritage that's been there forever, um, Finland was uh, part of Sweden for a very long time and most people well about half the people in Finland speak Swedish as a primary language so um, which brings me back to shamanism so you know the whole thing about referring to yourself as a shaman and all that and there was that was going around on TikTok and stuff too um, I don't I don't have a problem with it and I think we have more of a problem with it here than people who are shamans because unless you are from that Mongolian Siberian area where that specific shaman word came from what they're basically saying is you can't use it but we what we have done is respectfully used it as a descriptive I am not a Siberian shaman I did not go through the initiation rites of a Siberian shaman or through a, a Peruvian shaman or through an Amazon, Amazonian shaman. Mm. But or, what or a medicine I do worker in Africa. What, exactly. What I do, though, is Norse shamanism. Mm -hmm. And we respectfully use that word shamanism to explain what it is. Because when I say, hi, I'm a volva, you know the first thing that people think what that is which is not and spelled completely different but that's no people aren't familiar with that name culturally so to well it's, a, it's norse shamanism right. so that's right. the layman's what, terms um, for it so and but it's it's not done in a way and i know there will there are some people who will flip out and say well i'm a native american shaman and da, 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 you can't say that well, you kind of can't say that either because... Two sides of a coin, the way I see it. There. But anyway, the point is, is that DNA that I have, it's kind of funny because I do believe in genetic memory and uh, things that are... Why ancestry is so important, why it's passed down to us. I'm not saying, oh, well, I'm adopted, so I don't know. No. I'm, I'm saying that 
genetically you have ancestors regardless if you knew them or not and things will switches if you know anything about DNA why are people born with blonde hair and then when they go through puberty it turns black Mm-hmm. Because a switch was turned on in their DNA that suddenly made that that change. So sometimes throughout our lives, cells will switches will turn on that cause cells to grow cancerous or whatever switches will turn off. I believe in genetic memory in that there are things in our DNA strands that we don't understand why they may turn on, and we are just propelled and compelled to move forward in a practice or in a search that leads us to things that we can't explain why. I think this is where a lot of people get past lives from. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's past lives or not. I can't, what, I don't have all the answers. Maybe there is. But I think a lot of that can be attributed to, in a way it is a past life. You have an ancestor who did that 5,000 years ago and you're remembering it through genetic memory, through cellular memory. Yeah, because MD is all about survival. Fascinating topic. What? Uh, And I agree, because that's uh, MD, that's all about survival. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, back to the Sammy thing and the, the Yakut thing. It's funny because that's where, that was where shamanism started in that Mongolian, on the Mongolian steps and, or even up farther in Siberia and I remember looking one time down at a globe which obviously is made a certain way where you know the way the lines are from a certain perspective if you looked in space and then it would be that way you know obviously the globe is the globe the earth is the earth and it's it's not things don't look the way they do on the globe but I remember looking down at a globe and my father's uh, genetic heritage, his DNA heritage, was like all around the Arctic Circle, <laughs> and and I thought that was kind of cool. So even though you you know it's like oh well he's Swedish, but he also has this DNA. That's actually even though it's on the other side of the world, it's actually a lot closer than some other parts of the world would be that you would think would be closer. So it's, and you can see how the migratory, how things migrated and the cradle of civilization going up through the Indus Valley, all that type of stuff. And that's why we have so many similarities to all these other people's traditions because they probably all came from something very similar back in the day. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Does that make sense or am I confusing people? Um, it seems like everyone's on the same page. Uh, but yeah, definitely. And that, and that's the thing that I was going to ask because, um, yeah. when, when talking about shamanism, is it primarily the Sami people or are there others that people are unaware of? I mean, I could talk about it for days. I mean, hell, I'm even writing a book about it right now, but. Oh, really? That's yes, awesome. I mean, I'm basically writing a compendium of things I wish I knew years ago. Just so that way there's an introductory book for people who want to get into it. So that way they're not learning all their stuff from TikTok and calling themselves berserkers or uh, Odin's son or Thor's son. And it's just like, stop, you look silly. Yeah, I I understand it is. um, But just remember, 
25 years from now, you're going to look back and think that you wish you knew 25 years from now what you know today. All oh, right, right. So, so I'm writing them in volumes. So <laughs> you can correct yourself. As correct. You um, no, but I think if, if we look back with compassion or if we view others with compassion and it's, look, I love what, let people say Thor, Son, or Odinson. Look at the, look at the TV show Vikings. The timelines are completely whack. There's, you know, different genetic lineages that are attributed to ones that there are, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? It's freaking awesome. It's so entertainment. Am I go make a religion based on Vikings and TV show? No, and that's where it's dangerous. But is the show freaking awesome and I love it? Yeah. Yes, of course. And and, and that's you know, kind of so my I goal. Guess it's, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a matter of how you, um, as far as talking about shamanism, you, if you're writing a book, you probably know way more than me. I just know that shamanism the way that we know of it today which even that is questionable i've heard people talk about how up and down is not even a concept for uh bronze age people or you know pre-iron age people right that was up a christian down, concept having a, uh yeah that that's a, that's that those realms are are not and that's like like the basis of shamanism that's taught today are the, the levels of the worlds and the realms so we don't even know how much of that's even influenced so um you have to really take everything with a grain of salt but going back as far as we can we do believe that a lot of uh the shamanic practices have a seat or a beginning in the siberian tundra however if we all came from the cradle of humanity, if it all does really come from Africa, then why wouldn't it have come from there? So maybe it's older, even older, and we're just not acknowledging it or aware of it, or those things are lost because everything was verbally, uh, you know, wasn't written down literature-wise, everything was verbal for most of humanity. It's only been the last couple seconds on the clock that we've actually had writing systems. So, I mean, comparatively speaking to the beginning of time. Right. Um, Everything before that was oral, so. Right, and, and that's kind of how I view it is as culture adapted through the BC era, through the Bronze Age and Stone Age, um, you just see a lot of like adaptation and overlap. I mean, because even when our uh, ancestors, when they started to pioneer into Europe, uh, into that um, quarter where, when the uh, glaciers were still a thing, when Doggerland where people, yeah, when when Doggerland was Dogger still a thing, yeah, um, yeah. I mean the the steppe uh, people, the those Eurasians, they invaded twice and brought horses and chariots with them. And yeah, they can tell through DNA the different waves. And I'll tell you what, I would love to see what's at the bottom of the Irish Sea and um, uh, 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 the the North Sea and uh, underneath Doggerland there. Like, it's all underwater now. But, oh, my God, there is probably so much buried there. Um, well, it's probably dissolved now. But uh, I, I mean, if I ever immigrate, we I can go scuba lost. diving. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so amazing. Yeah, because like even the English channels, that's mm -hmm. a newer 
a newer thing uh, as far as geologically in, on the planet. That's a newer, um, you know, that, that was all land. That was a land bridge. So uh, yeah. who knows? I mean, even what, even scholars what, count yeah. the UK, the whole landmass of what we call the UK now, as Scandinavia, because at the end of the day, um, it's just different people. It's kind of like if you want to talk, that's like saying the Geats from Sweden are their own people. And it's like, no, they're they're still Swedish. They're still Scandinavian. Um, uh, yeah, and the Goths, and you know, yeah, I know yeah, a lot of. It's, it's either are you just axe culture or boat axe culture? <laughs> It's, it's, um, you know, I think as humans, we love to categorize things and we love to, Put things that's in boxes. why we think stereo, stereotypes are funny to us. That's why we like it. And, um, that's also why we get offended by stereotypes too, is because it's, it, it's easier. It's, it's part of how we process things. It's part of how we survived those plants. If they have red berries are usually poisonous, you know, that's, part of the way we're made up so for our survival that we've lasted but yeah and it's not like well one day the Scandinavians woke up and they became Vikings I mean (laughs) the Viking age is from this year until this year and it's you know that's just not life it's not how life is I mean that's the best Um, way we can categorize it but that's about it Right, right, yeah. Because yeah, that's basically I, the main I thing I argue in, in my book so far with just the just raw brass text of the history going from Stone Age to now is that quote-unquote Viking people were doing Viking shit all the way back from the BC era. I mean, literally, the fact that they were still oh, buried with sure. axes, you know, says a lot. <laughs> You know, there's so much, um, now that we're able to do, car- even carbon dating, as flawed as, as flawed as it can be sometimes, um, has done huge strides. That's why I love Arif so much, for Arif Hager on YouTube. Part of the reason is, he's very humble. He may put out a video five years ago and then have a different point of view or gathered more knowledge since then and he'll like put out a new video and say hey I was wrong when I said this since then I I, I think we know this and what I love about that is because he's using the scientific method he's an archaeologist and that's that's the whole Jackson Crawford versus that whole thing about why I basically am like, you know what? It's it's wonderful and beautiful to hear people pronounce Old Norse. Mm-hmm. But who the hell cares? I mean, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And I love my friends on TikTok who I follow and they say the words. I love that. That's how I learn some words that because even how they're pronounced in Swedish are not how they're pronounced in Old Norse. Right. Just because it's a Scandinavian language. Like everybody's like, oh, you have to say... Freya, Freya. Well, that's not how we say it. Um, so, but that's that whole thing about Jackson coming from, uh, initially coming from a linguistic point of view, which is one of the number one ways we are able to verify things is through language. So it's completely valid. You can't say, oh, well, he's a linguist, so uh, check out his <laughs> opinions. No, of course not. Language is. The, 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 the earmarks of what is um, but then you have somebody 
who's completely different and I, he I'm not putting him as scholastically even in the same category but who's coming like Aris is coming it's from an archaeological point of view which is tremendously important and then sometimes they combine like place names that's language but that's also archaeology so we know that there's nothing about Odin virtually in place names hardly at all because he wasn't really a big deal and one when we know the history and we know why Snorri wrote the way he did then it makes sense and then you're like okay uh, now I understand why he has such a um why the emphasis is put on him and why he then becomes the all-father and blah, 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 blah. But you have to know history, you have to know archaeology, and you do have to know language um, to be able to then discern, okay, this is the most likely scenario of, you know, what's going on. So um, pronunciation is not everything, and Odin is not everything. Your ancestors are more important than any of that. If you knew them or not, they're in you, so you do know them. If you know yourself, you know your ancestors. Have faith in yourself. And um, I, why do I want to pronounce everything in Old Norse? Maybe just because it's written that way? So I suppose for that way, that's valid you know, to learn it and say it that way. But I wasn't taught things in, in Old Norse. I was taught things in Swedish. Mm-hmm. Or arguably English. So that's that's what I go with. Right, right. So, um, exactly. So um, don't say things like that, though, to those couple of really sweethearts on TikTok who always share the, the, the proper pronunciation there's a few of them it's about four or five of them and they're the sweetest men they're the sweetest guys they have the kindest hearts and they're they're wonderful and they share words how to pronounce them the right way they're fabulous i love them and they don't make you feel like a piece of crap if you don't pronounce things the right way i'm talking about other people who you know they focus everything on that and focus everything on on the gods they serve the old gods that's great. Now serve your ancestors because that's what really matters, and that's who your ancestors served more than the gods. Right. And you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and I 100% agree with that. Because um, at the end of the day, your ancestors are the ones that worked to survive. They're the ones that made it possible for you to be here on this earth. Um, this is what I tell people. I, I always say, I know I'm interrupting you again. And no, no, you're good. But um, I always say, somebody lived through the bubonic plague. One of your ancestors woke up, finally crawled out of bed, saw everybody else around them dead, their, their partner, their children, and didn't kill themselves. They said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna bury my children. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm the only one left in my village. Uh, I'm gonna crawl down to that stream and get some water and try to heal. They they went on so you could be alive. You are alive because somebody made it through the bubonic fucking plague. Do you know what I'm saying? Honor that. Respect that. Oh my God. Thank you, person. I don't know who you are, but I I may have your eyes. I may have your hands. 
I may have your bad temper. I may have whatever. It's it's important. It's huge. The gods didn't do that for you. Your ancestors did that for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure, there may have been heavenly intervention. Heavenly, for lack of a better word. You, you know what I mean. Divine intervention. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is somebody picked it up and got their shit together so that you could be alive right now. We owe that to the next generation and the next generation, should there be more generations, you know? And if you don't have a generation coming, then help the ones that are around you. Definitely. And and that's the thing. I'm such a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> You're fine, Garen. Or, excuse me, Karen. Oh, um, that's okay. That's uh, okay. But, like, that's the thing is so many people are so caught up in vanity, as I'm noticing. Mind you, I just turned 26, so, like, I'm, I'm getting there, but I'm still pretty young. I recognize that, but, like, too many people are, <laughs> are giving themselves, like, I don't mind titles, but, like, the, honestly, just the, just to shoot off, I'm just going to take off the plight mask for right now. Basically, just the total narcissism that some people exhibit. It's just disgusting. <laughs> it's like, dude, you have nothing going for you except for a title on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, like, awesome, you know. That, well, you know, how, but how sad is that? I mean, it, it that's is. really sad. I mean, I I, I mean, do I feel something with it. That's my that, argument, that, you know? Do something good with it. Yeah. Do charity yeah, of work. of course. And, but maybe they can't until they see it in other people and that's why we got to do it because that you know it's like as much as believe me i you know jesse and i are very close Mm -hmm. he's a very good friend he's my first tiktok friend and so i love his family and there were so many times where i would just I would text him and be like, oh my freaking God, I want to pull up my hair. Did you see what she did? Da, da, da. Did you see what he says? I can't stand it. Da, 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 da. Like behind the scenes where I'm like ready to, but I don't know if I've gotten more mature since my father has passed. Or is you just more conditioned? What. I would say. I, I, I. Well, when I think of conditioned, I, I, I think of that as kind of being a negative term. Maybe it's not, but I'm uh, No, I just mean you know how to deal with it better is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, um, I, I feel like, it, I feel m- more compassion. Like, mm-hmm. um, I have my days where I'm freaking pissed off. And I had a bad experience with somebody in particular on TikTok who, um, you know, I had taken them under my win, wing as a, at a risk because I couldn't stand them. And I purposely thought, well, if I can't stand what they're saying and how they're acting, why don't I try to do something about it? Why don't I try to mentor them? So I offered that and it wasn't working. And then I didn't want my name associated with them because they were telling people this. Oh, well, I'm working with her. Um, anyway, I severed the ties and, and it, uh, she never did anything to me cause I'm protected. Like, I'd like to see you freaking try. <laughs> it's like throwing a Cheerio at a 
polar bear, it ain't gonna work. Mm. But um, so I, but I saw them almost be worse to other people, and I was like, oh. So um, yeah, it's if you're gonna complain about somebody, see if you can do something about it in a way that maybe is humbling to you. But sometimes it doesn't work, and so. The, all you can do is just say that person's destructive, negative, and... And just move on. Um, sometimes maybe you're not the one. You know? Maybe you're not the one. Maybe someone else is going to be the one that knocks them into their place. Right. And, and it's one of those situations where, you know, you can lead a horse to water. Um, because, like, yeah. obviously what I've noticed about humanity as a whole is the only time we truly learn is when we have a great challenge or we have to humble ourselves. So, like, something... You hit rock bottom. So, uh, right. some people have yet to experience that. Yeah, and um, I some people are mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, and, pe- is a, you know what I mean? and those people some may people- or may not want to address that. You know, some people are mentally ill, and they if they don't get the help they get, then then that's a problem. Yeah, so. and, and that's Which that's something sad. I have to I have to tell people that come to me. I'm just like, listen, I'm not a therapist. I can't help you with the, that specific issue. Um, now, if you need someone to talk to, just to vent. Hey, I'm here, but yeah. <laughs> um, now, I do want to ask you something because yeah. academically, I do think that this was yes. a thing. Um, since since today the hot ticket is were shield maidens a thing? I argue yes, because you know they do have linguistically uh, a place uh, I can't pronounce it, but it is there in Old Norse, uh, even in Old Scandinavian. And uh, you know we found artifacts, we found graves, um, and my stance on it is, you know, people are like, oh, shield maidens a new term. I'm like, no, it's just anglicized. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on that? Go ahead. Well, okay. I, I, I do think that, um, are we, are we differentiating, uh, how is, uh, Valkyrie fitting into all of that? Oh no, I'm not even touching on that. I'm just saying just the fact of having female warriors. Well, because, oh, okay. Okay. As like a, um, as like a combat role. hundred percent. hundred percent. Because, 100%, because it, what, think of human nature. If you are, we can't even understand this because it's not, we don't suffer under first world problems or third world problems. Got my worlds wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> if you are in a culture where people live and die every day in front of you, are you seriously going to be like, now put that down because you don't have a penis <laughs> no you're going to be like everybody let's fucking kill these people they're trying to get us do you know what I'm saying like it it, it does not make sense that there were not shield maidens I'm just talking from a humanity right right and that's aspect. my stance as well now from a, a more civilized pattern Maybe there's a time in the culture where things are more stable. So if things are more stable, then you don't have to put a baby 
on your back and go out and hunt or do things. You can have your partner who isn't breastfeeding go and do that and you can keep the kid safe around the fire instead of having to go out of that because it's more stable time. Hey, you know, hey, it's a little less, uh, food is not as hard to get, we, things aren't as stressful. You nurse that baby by the fire and I'm gonna go shoot these, or you know, kill these things, these animals and bring home the food. Now, so it's logical that at certain times throughout humanity that sexism, not sexism, but that uh, um, gender specific roles start to take place. And that's because the chaos has settled down a little bit. So when cultures have a little bit more time of stability, they don't have to be all hands on deck. They can actually start to delegate. And so it makes sense. You have boobs, you breastfeed. I will go do this. Do you see what I'm saying? So in that way, I'm sure there are times when it was to their advantage to have gender specific roles because it's safer for a baby not to go out hunting. It's safer just to have the baby around the fire being breastfed. Do you see what I'm saying? So when they had that luxury, I'm sure things did become uh, gender specific. However, I think for most of humanity's time through evolving, things were really difficult and you did whatever you could do to um, cause the community to survive. And the thing about the Scandinavian countries, even to this day where they're accused of being socialist or whatever, one thing I always remember in Sweden, it's really odd how you see men pushing baby buggies and strollers everywhere, men and um, putting babies in little backpacks and walking them around. And that's because in Sweden, men get uh, six month maternity leave as well as their partner. They don't even have to be married. Most people in Sweden aren't married. They call it sambo and you, you, you live with your partner. Um, so they had that luxury to be able to do that over there and where you accuse them as being socialist. Well, that still carries over into the Scandinavian countries. The idea of the community, put the community before the self. Because mm -hmm. um, after all, it takes a village. As I say, some people, some people call it socialism. However, when you have that mindset that the greater good for the community is more important than your personal needs, then you're going to always look out for what's best. So when it comes to fighting and war, I know I sound like I'm wandering off in my own thoughts. I'm trying to grasp what I'm thinking in my mind and making it come out of my mouth. It's fine. I brain vomit as well. There are times <laughs> there are times when women had to had to be warriors. And then probably that developed into a certain way that they became respected. Then it probably developed into a certain type of guild or a certain type of way that, uh, you know, um, you know, labeling them as a certain thing. I mean, it's, it's, it just makes sense. And we do know that 
you know, for years they thought that, that the one burial that you're referring to in particular, uh, about now they know that the, that's a female. Right. Not a The one they dug up in 1880, I believe. So, I 100% believe that there were female warriors, yes. Right. Because um, a lot of people are in a tizzy about it, and I'm just kind of sitting back laughing about it. Uh, Wait, what? What? What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I said some people are in a tizzy about it because they do not believe that women could be warriors. I'm like, ha ha ha, you would definitely have not been in the military. <laughs> like, because here's the thing. I know, like, us modern people, we're a lot stronger, we're taller, you know, we have better nutrition. But so did people back then. They had farms, like, literally a part of their land. <laughs> they had access to food and villages. Uh, capitalism wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> So, you, you know what they had? They had mothers. Exactly. And if someone's, if someone's going to try to kill your child, you'll kill them with your very hand. Yeah, I mean... So you have no problem. I have no problem. I have no problem strangling someone who's trying to hurt my kids. And I absolutely would have no problem murdering someone who's trying to kill my children. They, there were mothers then, there's mothers now. When And, and I'm not even... Obviously, you don't have to be a mother to be a warrior. But I'm saying... Women have the potential, of course, the same as a man. Definitely. Even back then. I mean, even I've done martial arts uh, as a hobby for the last 15 years. And literally the scariest thing I've ever encountered is female martial arts. Because here's the main thing. Since you are engaging your core and your hips, women will always have a stronger core and hips than a man would ever have. That's true. That's so true. So, uh, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of it, you know, it's, it's terrifying because <laughs> it's like, Oh look, she's you know, cute. She just walks up, breaks through your ribs. Like it's nothing. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I, I absolutely believe it a hundred percent. Um, so you had mentioned to me and, mm-hmm. uh, when you had asked me if to be on here, you had said, um, you wanted, since it was 9-11, you wanted to talk about um, death in Old North. Right. Uh, my personal... Spirituality or the concepts of death. Right. Because a lot of people, and that's another uh, interesting topic that people are failing to grasp. Um, like, for example, I feel like it might be just the fact that a lot of people are looking at resources that were post-Christian um, where... Valhall was this warrior paradise and and you know like Aerith said um, or excuse me, Aerith uh, it's more of like just a place it's nothing divine, it's just a place it's kind of like hell, you know it's not Helheim, it's just hell um, and also right. uh, people don't understand how well like my personal thoughts on it are, everyone goes through hell gods, mortals everybody and then from there, that's probably uh-huh. when you got sorted. Uh-huh. Um, but people think that, like, once you, upon death on battle, you know, the Valkyries or Odin himself will just come onto the battlefield and just throw you into that respective realm, like some type of Looney Tunes character. And that's what I'm saying. The right. whole the whole thing's just silly. <laughs> well, you know, our whole concept of of right. Vikings. Of of Valhalla, um, of 
who goes what where the after our whole concept of all of that is is so influenced um again maybe that's maybe things are evolving in a different way um i know this is going to freak people out because like gotten to it with people before about this but like even um well we pronounce uh Luke, loki mm-hmm. um that he wasn't worshipped as a god in pre-viking scandinavia oh yeah no he was invented uh, for literary sources out about that yeah and the thing is is it 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 doesn't matter at this point because again at at some point you're putting so much energy into that the spirit of that entity that you, you're making it have power. So maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, just the fact that someone can believe in it and not just that, but an entire culture, if not multiple cultures believe in it. I believe that makes exist. Like for example, um, right. Right. That's exactly what I was saying. I've interviewed left-hand path practitioners on here and there's one guy who, you know, is really great to talk to. Uh, fascinating young man but one time he uh, invoked Cthulhu and he had an interesting experience two days later Uh, now that's not my story I'm not going to tell it but he felt sick afterwards (laughs) and uh, he's like well shit I guess this is real alright cool good to know (laughs) you know I I, uh, so who knows you know who knows but um I know you mentioned about Nithog. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nithog yeah, and uh, so, Nostrand. Because, I mean, to be fair, uh, if you want to just look at it from just a very uh, asymmetric, I want to say, or existential point of view, uh, like all these realms, they're just, you know, elves live here, uh, giants live here, you know people in hell are in this like forever summer everything's good everything's a-okay and then there's hell where (laughs) the part of hell you know the quote-unquote badlands the the not strong and uh it's just like okay this is where the rapists the uh oath breakers and everyone else goes um i have my own theories for modern times on who would apply to that but uh, what what's your two cents? Because again, we're we're just kind of talking about like your views and stuff. Yeah. Because because the our, whole point of views. these streams right. are just for like modern anthropologists to see what we believe as modern pagans. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um. I'll be honest with you. I don't know totally how I feel. I know what I know. What I know from a shamanic perspective is Nostrand is not even really a literal... It, it, it was an allegory of the burial mound. It's to represent the burial mound. Uh, Nithog is... There's so many things in shamanism that... I, I feel like Nithog approach, himself is just old age, in all honesty. He's well, the, he is decay. It's, it's, yes, exactly. Very good. And see, I'm smart um, sometimes. You know, there's the whole <laughs> thing about he's a snake, he's a dragon. 
Um, snakes are represent the spirit in the earthly realm. When you have a wings on a snake, it becomes a dragon, and then that means the snake is in the spirit realm. So spiritually speaking, uh, Nithog is a decay in the burial mound and the whole, um, all of that. And, and that goes back to my whole point in the very beginning is, well, shamanism is a practice of death. It's really about, it's the practice of connecting the living with those that have already gone. The rites and the, the how they cross over, helping people cross over, helping people deal with that loss, helping people understand how they feel it's a loss, but they're just in a different place but they're still very much alive. It's, it's, this, it's this whole thing. And so much of what, what, what I know about the sagas and the Eddas and the literature is coming from a shamanic point of view. So they're trying to explain to people, this is what happens. Death is such a bigger part of people's lives in the past than it is now, even 50 years ago. Definitely. Even a uh, hundred years ago, especially, you know, this this whole coronavirus thing, this is the first time they said that there's been this type of thing since um, the, the Spanish flu of 1918, uh, or maybe it was 1914, I think it's 1918, mm -hmm. but, but whatever, the point yeah, Spanish -American is- Spanish-American war around that era. We're not exposed to death. People knew that for every, you had a one in three chance of dying yourself in childbirth, first of all, and then you have a 25% chance of your child dying, living, you know what I mean? Uh, dying and growing to adulthood is even less. So death was such a huge part of people's lives, even up until recent modernity that um, we had to have ways to talk about it, explain it, and understand it. And that this goes lost on deaf ears in modern times because we don't have that reference point. So we tend to look at things as more literal things. You know, um, we talk about Snorri and how he, you know, obviously he was a Christian. He was part of... Um, Iceland's time frame when they were Catholic, mm -hmm. uh, Catholic Iceland. And so he's coming from that perception. And so people are like, well, you know, he changed things to make it a Christian perspective and that type of thing. And it's like, yeah, but at the same time, thank God he did, because even that expression, thank God, I'm a product of my culture, but thank God he did because, um, the cat and I mentioned this to my, my students, um, which I have a mentorship program, by the way. I suppose I should mention that. Definitely. Where I do videos, YouTube videos, and um, yeah, there there's a private link for them and blah blah blah. Anyway, um, so this it's a good thing he did because Catholic Iceland, you know, they absolutely would not tolerate any other form of spirituality. You know, you were you were killed if you didn't convert, and you had to stick to. The, the plan of what they had, the format. This is what you believed. 
and you don't veer off from that. So Snorri realizing the way, and he even says that right in the beginning of the prose that uh, I'm doing this, I'm writing this, so you, so new poets will understand. It was his way to sneak in our spiritual path under the guise of almost like a history, a cultural history. So the Catholic Church was more tolerant with the culturalism. They just didn't want other types of spiritualism. So they would rather say, change her name from Freya to Mary, change his name to uh, from Balder to Jesus. They'd rather have you do that and just fit things into the narrative. But because the Abrahamic faiths are dualistic in their purpose and in their their everything, meaning there's good versus evil, right versus wrong, black versus white, all this type of stuff, this duality, Norse culture did not have that. That is a whole nother way that your brain would process. We don't process that way. We process this it through the, the, the Christian narrative of duality. Western culture and most of the world culture, mm-hmm. big countries anyway, process through duality. The Norse mind did not think like that. They didn't have that concept. So he had to change characters in to fit into that narrative, to preserve it. So things were preserved under the Catholic Church's nose by him doing that, where it would not have been tolerated if he didn't do that. Right. So, and um, and, uh, to many people's speculation, his, his father was also a Norse pagan from what I hear. Well, uh, I mean, do we really know? I mean, that's just speculation. But that's what it looks like. And and, and the fact that he wants to preserve it at all, he sees value in it. Exactly. So why does he see value in it? So that is... It's sacred. Number one, why we can't take exactly the way he says it... As truth. As law. Mm -hmm. And we can't look at things through this perspective that we look at it through. You know... People are shocked when I say Odin wasn't even a big deal in Sweden. Yeah, honestly, Euler was probably more important. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the All Father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We 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 know that most of the name places are for Frey and Freya, and uh, we think that Paul uh, was a lot more important than what we know. We just because he was so much older, we, we don't have a lot of information left about him. Tyr, or Deer, mm. however you want to pronounce it. Um, we know that that way more important. So, um, as a matter of fact, Odin was a Germanic god. He wasn't even a Scandinavian god. Yeah. You know, he, he, he migrated it over. And um, that's part of the reason why they... they well, that's a whole other thing getting into the yeah. whole. I, 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 I like to blame Rome for that one, but I digress. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and that's, well, and that's, um, there's, there's one thing I admire about, if I can say I admire about Rome, but uh, as far as the ancestor thing, you know, you, you couldn't inherit property if you were a woman, especially like in, even, I think even in the Greco, in Greek, uh, in the Greek, period too so like the greco-roman era you couldn't inherit um property so if you were a female uh 
the gods, the household gods were your ancestors. They were your ancestors were the household gods. That was more than, you know, the, the big temples and all that stuff. It was your ancestors or everything. And the ancestors were buried in, I'm giving away my next Norse talk video, so I don't want to share too much. But that's that mentorship. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> your your, you buried your ancestors in, in your, in your, on your property, in your land. And so because of that, it was law. I'm not talking in, in Norse, I'm talking about in the Mediterranean. It was law that you couldn't uh, even sell that property to third party because your ancestors live there. That's how important the ancestral connection was. Um, but what they did, which was cool, and that did pass over into the Norse, and this is for anybody who's adopted, they were so strict about a female not inheriting the land that you could then adopt a male child and give him all your property. And um, legally, it was a very ceremonial, it was a legal thing. You adopted them and he now adopted your ancestors and now they are his, his ancestors. And so you could leave your property to this adopted male. Um, when women would marry, they would leave their household gods, they would leave their ancestral gods, and they would go and they become part of worshiping their spouses, their husband's family of gods. Um, now in Norse, women could own property. So, um, and a lot of women chose not to, you know, everybody says, that, oh, the sexes were equal. No, they weren't, you no. know, men were I mean, it's in um, our nature, to be fair. But uh, they had a, they they had a lot more they had a lot more um, uh, freedom in, in Norse traditions than they did in others, and so women could own property, and, and a lot of times women never remarried if they uh, or got married at all if they had property because they knew then they were at risk for losing it. Um. So, uh, yeah. So I like that. And so I always tell people who are adopted, you know, a lot of people are afraid with the whole ancestor thing if they're adopted because they think, well, I'm adopted, so that screws me. No, 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 it does not. So not only do you have your inherited ancestors who you may not know, you have the adopted ancestry that you've adopted. Another reason why people are freaked out about the whole ancestor thing is they're like I got some pretty bad ancestors right. I don't really want you especially know here in America do? we all have murderers we all have rapists we all have we all have that I mean I don't know any in my ancestry off the top of my head but I guarantee you they're there plus you don't even know if you're even biologically do you know what I'm saying that's where it's like oh I didn't know we had Italian in our DNA why do you say because I guarantee everybody you go back far enough and somebody was adopted or or, or changed their life and moved to a different place yeah so it's not this dna racial thing i'm just saying that that helps aid you in your search for your cultural path but you do have this uh, adopted uh, even people that you're just really fond of and you want to incorporate as part you, you know someone who's a mentor you know what I mean? Things like that, or you know, someone who has a huge influence in your life. That's all part of the ancestor veneration. So you don't. It's okay if you're not, um, if you don't know who your biological parents are. 
doesn't matter. Right. I they know you. Right. And I agree they with that because at the end day, even back is. then, all that matters more is your tribe, you know? Yeah. 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 So. Um, I ramble a lot. You're, you're good. I mean, it's a part of being Southern. I do it too. <laughs> but I'm not Southern. I'm from New York. <laughs> well, you live in the South now, I, so I'm welcome. <laughs> yeah. I've been here for 20 years, so yeah. yeah. I mean, at least I recognize Florida as the South, and not many people do. That's true. We're our own. What was that? Um, oh, I think it was on 30 Rock, mm-hmm. where Alex Baldwin says, Oh, not Florida. That's the. They're the Australia of. Or they're the Australia of, um, of the country. Because, you know, they sent all the convicts. Uh, Great Britain sent all the convicts to settle Australia. And. Um, you know, it was a big penal colony, and everybody was a criminal who who founded it. And right. That's what they say we are down here. I mean, Florida Man is a legend, though. It's going to go down into history. Uh, what is a legend? Florida Man. Florida Man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I did hear something about that, that Florida is one of the few states that lets you have their uh, records, their police records and their stuff. So... A lot of times why why it's always in the news, Florida, Florida, it's because it's public access. Mm-hmm. So um, so it may not just be that Florida is weird, but it really is. It is. I mean, at, at it, least... It is. I mean, even Portland's weird. Even where I live, you know, Walking Dead's right down the street. We're weird. Um, like, eh, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, outside of that, what's good... I would like to go back to uh, the shamanism because this is something else I've talked to with okay. a smaller creator and they also do shamanism. I believe that they're Marine or they used to be Marine, but either way, um, okay. they, they were surprised in the fact that personally, I agree with the fact that uh, shamanism is basically, if you want to be more literal about it, it's seated in uh, almost necromancy because it's kind of like when a tree falls in a forest and then mushrooms grow out of it. 100%. And, uh... 100%. And, and it that, is necromancy. Yeah. Cause, I'm a cause, necromancist. Cause I at know. End of day, Sounds awful, but... Yeah. Because at the end of the day, death is not the end. Because I would argue... And go, you're communicating. You're mm-hmm. communicating with, with dead people. Right. And I would even argue that the people getting chewed up by uh, uh, Needhog, you know... Through that decay and through that, uh, you know, slush, human slushy, um, that nurtures the roots of Idrisil and that further benefits everything yeah. else in the tree because it becomes nutrients. So it's it's vital. 100%. You're exactly right. Yeah, you're, you're actually 100%. That is my view as well. And um, that is the... Um, that is the scholastic Scandinavian I'm repeating myself the, the Scandinavian scholarly point of view is that that's, that is what that all represents that is what it means and um, yeah yeah. and there's so many metaphors about that um, the shedding of skin of snakes um, you're, you're transforming into it because your body is becoming this, uh, the fertilizer which is why you buried your ancestors 
it's almost like you're giving your ancestors back as a fertility offering, mm -hmm. a land fertility offering, and you're putting them back into the ground. Um, but then they're transformed into another being that we can't see in our plane, but they are alive still. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that, for sure. Right. And, and, and that's the thing is, uh, that, that, that's kind of my kind of irk is like people that's why I'm kind of writing the book in general is because I feel like we've like as a modern culture we've veered too much into the Christian territory of viewing things I'm like even if you want to go with like the Wiccan understanding of like masculine versus feminine now we're just one being it's just a matter of uh, perspective yeah yeah I, I agree I agree um, it's 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 one being with many layers. Right, right. And because um, just to go into Celtic mythology, that's is like the Morgan. There's three of her d showing different you know phases of her life, but still one person. Yep. Same thing with uh, 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 Yahweh himself. I feel like they stole that from Celtic mythology with uh, Jesus, Yahweh, and Holy Spirit. Um. Uh, yeah. There's so many. Um, even the way that Christian that Christian uh, Christianity pre-1607 when the Bible was written, which when you think about that, 1607, yeah, that's like yesterday. That's not even old. But I mean, well, the Talmud and everything before that. But I mean, the whole, what Christianity uses today. Yeah, the King James um, Version. Yeah, King James Version. Um, I, I feel like... Uh, so I was so surprised earlier, you know, years ago when I found out, wait, people didn't always believe that, that Jesus was God? They, they didn't always believe in the Trinity? Like, uh, it was shocking to me because, uh, you know, that's heresy if you don't believe that. That's what makes you not a cult. Mm -hmm. if you, that, yeah, if you, if you don't believe that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the, in the triune God, your cult. That's that's why fundamental Christian fundamentalist Christians refer to you know Jehovah Witnesses as a cult or as the Mormons as a cult or any of the other offshoots that other religions consider a Christian religion. They don't because of that. So I was I I never had known that. I was like, what? I thought that you know. The, the disciples believed that and I mean that is part of supposedly they're coming to that realization but yeah. and it's fear mongering it's all fear mongering yeah and, 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 that, um, and that's the main thing is the, the, my only real like beef with North Talk like not your podcast but actual TikTok is it's slowly becoming I started that hashtag though I, I know I and, I'm, and I'm giving you that respect <laughs> And no, no, no. It's 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 funny because it's now this whole other thing. Mm -hmm. It um, has a life of its like own I now. People who I've never even you know people using it, and I, which I'm glad that's what it was for. But yeah, obviously you can't say, oh, I don't want that to be a part of more. Hey, and this is I'm mine. It's copyrighted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, it's it's starting to slowly become a little bit of an echo chamber. I don't know if you would agree with that. Um. Because it's because like with bleeding with uh, witch talk, people you know they're, they're the crazies. I like to refer to them. Um, 
You know, they're saying, "Oh yeah, I'm having, I have a sexual relationship with Loki." Oh yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm God spousing uh, Sigurd, and it's just like, excuse me. I mean, I can understand well, being devout and being re- married to the religion and faith itself, but to a particular god that you are canonizing because of Marvel movies. <laughs> I know, like that's my general expression as well. <laughs> so it uh, again, people are silly, so I'm just trying to help. Be like, uh. yeah, no, I, I know, and and um, that's why I started it mm-hmm. doing the mentorship class was because I wanted to get the real aspects of Norse spirituality. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of things because it's not everybody, you know, at first I thought, well, you know, I want to teach people what it, what it means to be a volva. But then there's that whole thing about, well, you're, you're ergy if you, you can't be a man. And, then, and I, I, so I'm like, yes, I'm going to share what I do as a volva. But I want to teach people basic Norse spirituality, pre-Viking Norse spirituality, and then they can approach things as they will. You know, it just goes to show you how dangerous it is to take everything literally. Mm-hmm. That you're God spousing and having sex with. It's First of all, yeah. it's a nature-based religion. Try telling those people that the gods aren't even the way they think they are. Like, now who am I to step into someone's reality and say, no, they're not. Yeah, but, after all, we're not psychologists. you know... <laughs> I do know, coming from the original paths, that their nature... It it was a way that they were parables and metaphors to explain cosmic nature beings, forces of nature. How do we explain that thunder? Why do I feel the way I do when I see that lightning? Mm. It's almost like it's a holy thing. But you're not having sex with the lightning. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's it's we're yeah, we I'm, take everything, we make everything so literal. I don't understand how the cosmos can have an intelligence. I don't understand I, I, how I, crystals can almost. Personally, have an I see it more like a like a super organism. Are you uh, familiar with that term? No. Um, well, a super organism? Yes, ma'am. Like, well, I am, but I don't think I am the way you're saying it because you're saying it like it's something different than what I'm thinking. Um, Tell well, me what you mean by... Well, a super organism is kind of like um, an ant colony, you know? It's all separate parts, but they're still all one. But it's a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. Like consciousness. Right. Yeah, right. So that's what exactly. I'm saying. It's, it's, like a, it's like a village. It's... It's a group of organisms working together for the same goal. And their individual faces of an entity, kind of like how Christians would explain the Trinity, mm-hmm. but on a massive scale. And um, the bottom line is this. We don't know for sure. And that pisses people off. They want to know for sure. They want something they can count on. They want to know that they're praying to this God who is listening and responding because they gave him X, Y, and Z for an offering. 
and they chanted the right words, and now he will perform for them. We, we desperately want that, and it's just not how it is. Right, because at the end of the day, there's a spiritual philosophy of basically getting stuff done. You know, maybe you have to prepare, like, and put them on terms. You have to prepare for a career, so you have to work right. hard. Um, you know, you right. have to pick up the extra shifts. Um, you know, or maybe you need get to... Yourself, get yourself in the mode. Right, or, you know, personally, um, I do blacksmithing, woodworking, and leatherwork, mostly because it's therapeutic for me. You know, hmm. so so taking pride in craftsmanship like, you know, our ancestors did. Uh, right. And, and that's the thing is it's just more about just having learning how to cope with life and what comes after. Or at least I that's agree. my that's my I, philosophy I on it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's hard to explain that. But you don't see 60 year old people prancing around in capes talking about Loki very rarely do you know what i'm saying it's it seems to be something that people with a limited understanding often equated to age not always mm -hmm. but often you know what i'm saying it's it's just yeah uh i'll say this for for the younger folk my opinion on it just solely as a person i feel like people just want to feel special if I'm going to be blunt with it. Of course. And that's fine. We we are created that way for some reason. We're programmed to want to feel special. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's wrong. It's what we do to fill that need. Right. And well, like that's what I'm saying is there's too much of a good thing at times where it can form a mental illness or letting something in that shouldn't be in, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Right. Because it's like this. Um, like, obviously you already know this, but like people like that try to get onto Norse path they they believe that their failure is is basically like any other entity I'm like no it's not it's a part of you it is you you know um, one of my mentors um, and I know I mentioned her to you before because mm. um, I adore her and love her Maria uh, she's a Norwegian um, uh, teacher person, shaman, vulva, whatever. Yeah. And she uh, talked about how she had this dream of, not a dream, was it a dream or a vision, whatever, of Odin. And it freaked her out, and she was raised, obviously, in knowing about Odin and the, and the, the old, old ways. And um, this man appeared to her, and he looked like the descriptions we have of Odin. And she said, one of the things she said is she started talking to him and she said, are, am, are you Odin? And he said, sort of. And she said, are you me? I forgot how the conversation is. I'm massacring it. When I she said it, it totally made sense. And he said, kind of. In other words, Odin was almost an aspect the gods are almost an aspect of ourselves. Right, and I was going to say the exact same thing in just a minute. Um, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like like obviously Thor is our is the version of our wrath, um, and and how some of us can get short tempered underneath stress, but sometimes that can be channeled into good things, like being a mama bear. <laughs> right, right, and there are literal 
aspects to our practice. I mean, Thor literally is the thunder, but the thunder represents that aspect like you're talking about. And then also, does the thunder have a consciousness the way we view a consciousness, but a different type of consciousness, like we were talking about with the ants? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what makes a god a god, is that it has aspects of humanity and aspects of... Na- I don't know. I don't know. These are the deep things of life that we probably don't know until death, and I want to believe that we find out in death. You know, what we were talking about Nihag, uh, Nithag and... Um, and uh, I want to believe that people will be punished, evil people will be punished. I really want that. I want a sense of righteousness done. I don't want to be punished for things wrong I've done. I don't. <laughs> but I want people who, in my opinion, do really bad things to be punished. And, um,. I don't know. I don't know. The the Norse philosophy never does it talk about that that gods punish people after death. There's no there's nothing nothing. The closest thing we have is Nithog, which we know is uh, this representation of decay. I somebody said I forgot who it was that um, it's only in life that the gods punish you right that you're punished I mean I mean I, I, I think it's kind of a running them. joke in all the sagas like if you see an old man but in a brim hat just don't talk to him <laughs> yeah so I don't know I I um I don't know I mean I wish I, I wish I had an answer for people but uh I mean, and and how could we ever even prove this? We I, can't. We I mean, can't prove it. I mean, the best. So, well, I mean, going back to. I do know that the people are alive. Mm-hmm. They are alive. You know, you've seen it yourself. I'm sure. And if you haven't, you probably will. Even the center I work in a spiritual center, so there's all kinds of you know, um, there's you know people who are uh, do Reiki, and there's people that you know, our mediums and, you know, where it, the, the center that I actually work at, where I rent my office space. So there's people that have other traditions than I do. And one of the, um, it was the woman who owns the center. Um, and I'm, so, I'm, believe it or not, I am, I, I know I seem woo-woo, but I am super skeptical of everything. And, I know, um, you're fine. She went, we were talking and she goes, I just, I feel like, your father is here and she didn't know my father or personal information about him she she knew you know he was an artist and what he did but and and she said um this is really weird um but he's singing and i said really well what 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 is he singing and she said it's like he's singing like pirate songs like yo ho ho and i am not freaking kidding you that is what my father did he loved sea shanties and he would sing me all the time growing up and my children old pirate sea shanties and my favorite one and those are actually the lines yo ho ho Mm -hmm. la 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 and why now how could where 
there's nothing that would ever let her know that information. It's so weird and specific, you know? Right. So, there is the supernatural. We're pretty confident that we know it's there and that people continue to live after they die. We just don't know the details. Right. And, and, and this is the other point to, you know, the decay of, of souls and such. Um, I also see it as, again, rebirth because, again, um, it's kind of like a Buddhist and Hinduist yeah. philosophy of recycling. You know, after uh-huh. after uh, certain life cycles or whatever do their due, they just restart. Yeah, yeah, there is there is an allude uh, uh, that, that's alluded to that there's um, that there's something um, to do with um, I think it's Niffel. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, because, like, now, I, I know now, like, hell, Niflheim, like, you know, in Gunungagadat, the two rules, the two worlds that came together, Muslheim and Niflheim. Niflheim and um, hell and um, Niflhel, that they're, that they're all three one place, but, um, they're, they they are spoken of as separate places, and it does appear that like that um, Niffel or Niffel Niffelhel um, N I F um, L H E L that it's a separate place, and that there is some type of barrier, almost a painful rebirth. Mm-hmm. That happens in that place of hell. Right, right. I believe you crawl out of this bog, to... I believe. Well, I know, like, um, I know there's, uh, Sa- um, uh, Becker is Saga's, the goddess Saga's area in hell. So, like, if you were at Volva, um, that's where you would go. That's a part that you would go through when you died and it means um, Sakabaka means sunken bank mm-hmm. which is similar to um, Frigg's place which means uh, like a marshy place like a bog I'm obsessed with peat bogs by the way and the remains in peat bogs I think are fascinating oh same but um, uh, Fensler Fensler is uh, Frigg's place and that there, they think maybe those are even the same place because they both kind of mean the same thing. So I don't know if um, Nifahel is the same as that, but it, it's something to do with this type of rebirth, maybe or a pain that there's. It's almost a struggle, just like being born is a struggle. Right. And- I don't know. Because like, I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't have answers. I guess. Right. You know, I just like I said, I know what I know, but I don't even. I don't know how to always put in the words, a, form an opinion about it. Right. Yeah. Um. Because like, folks have already asked me. You know, what do I think about the whole? Um. I don't know what to call it. Worldscape. Um. You know, all that, and I'm just like. 
honestly, how I just see the how I see the afterlife is more like a uh, like just a spiritual world where different areas or different things, kind of like just different towns. Some towns have high walls. Some towns are just open. Um, it's just a matter of like you know where you belong because I believe those things that guard those things and regulate those things will know if you belong or not. Well. Yeah, I agree. I understand. Um, but like, I know you know how everybody goes to a different like. Um, um, uh, so, like Thor's hall, Bill uh, Bill mm -hmm. is his hall, and 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 uh, thralls and farmers go there. And like, you know, uh, if you died in battle, half of the ones who actually died, you could be a warrior your whole life, and if you didn't die in battle, you don't get to go to Vaughn Hall or um, to France Hall. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. Like, I want to be where the ones I love are. What if, so I'm a Volva, uh, I'm supposed to be in one area, but my kid is a warrior, and they're gonna go, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really like that, and it, um, I don't know if that's them trying to. I think it was class was so important to the Norse. They didn't care about skin color and all that race, but but your eco economic class and your cultural position was so important to them that that carried over into what they believed their afterlife was. But just because they believed it doesn't mean that's what it is. You know, right? It's just an idea, and it and it 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 could be. I mean, it's just a working um, model the way I see it. You know, I just I don't think that we can even speculate on it. I think it's just removed from our brains. It's just an aspect that it's like think of a think of the color blah blah blah. You can't, can you? What color is blah blah blah? I'm picking. I'm making up a color that has never been said before. If you try to think of a color that doesn't exist in the spectrum that we know, you can't. You're automatically seeing the color spectrum and trying to. You can't literally, physically think of a color that we don't already know. But there might be some. Right, because our because our physical and How? and spiritual senses are limited. But you you can't do it though. You can't do it. Right. As soon as you try to think of well, may, well, maybe it's a combination of blue and pink. Well, now you're thinking of a color that's between blue and pink. So it's it blows your mind. These are the existential things that oh, we will not have answers for while we're alone. And anybody who tells you they got the answers. Run. <laughs> they may believe they do, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I know, but well, <laughs> but obviously, like most people who say, "Oh yeah, I have all the answers." Yeah, for me, that's a that's a sign to run. Yeah, yeah, for sure, big time. Um. Uh. But I should probably get going. I've been talking straight for two hours. Yeah, definitely. And you're always welcome back. But uh, definitely. Oh, I appreciate that. But definitely, everyone, go please check her out on TikTok. Her, uh, 
Spotify yeah. podcasts. You know. Yeah, I'm horrible with that, and I'll just be honest with you. I am not up, up with my podcast, which I need to, but I have been trying to do uh, TikTok Live. And, um, but you can follow me, Rune Guidance of the Norse, on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, Rune Guidance of the Norse. Um, obviously, TikTok, same. Um, I, I do on Spotify have a podcast that I am completely neglectful of. Um, Jesse and I have been trying to work on something. That's how Norse Talk started. I was like, you know, why don't we da 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 da? But you know how that is. I'm, I'm the worst. So, and, uh, oh, my poor, my poor people in my program, they're probably like, oh my God. I mean, you have a life. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's time goes by so quick. And I'm like, oh my God, I was supposed, cause I do like uh, these little challenges where I mail stuff out to people if they win the challenge. And I'm so far behind, like people who've won crystals or different things. And, um, and I still, I'm just, I don't want to sit here and down myself and, but, uh, I just, I'm humbled that, um, that I work with people and I just don't want to let people down. So I apologize if I don't do things as fast as I used to. Originally, my mentorship program was going to be every week. I was going to do a new video every week. And it was just like, and I think it was hard. Well, it was hard for them to keep up too, because they have lives. Um, but uh, while everybody was quarantined, it was fine. But now that people are starting to get back into their lives, it's hard. So now I've been doing them, you know, like maybe a couple of months. And um, so, but also I do, I'm a professional rune reader, so I do rune readings for people. And um, I obviously, if you're local, you come to my office, but I do them um, through video like this. Um, so I can help you out that way too. But yeah, follow my social media. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but I don't really upload to it. Um, everything that's on there you can find ever other places too I use that for for my mentorship program but um yeah follow me which is so weird to say but you know what I mean <laughs> make her famous <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. What, what, alright let's for those that are still watching let's make a hashtag get uh get care on, on Ellen there we go Hashtag, what am I hashtagging? Uh, Karen on Ellen. Ah! <laughs> yeah, let's get you on Ellen. How about that? I mean, she she li oh, she likes um, the weird. She likes the cute. So. Okay. Well, um, I will sell my soul to whatever I need to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I, I was gonna say it's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're Norse. We don't believe in souls. <laughs> Exactly. Um, no, I, I um, actually, there is interesting stuff in the works, but I can't talk about it publicly yet because it's not definite, but um, there's some cool things that have, that have happened recently. A couple people know about it, and um, so it's exciting, but, um, but I can't talk about that. But anyway, yeah. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It was very nice of you. And um, 
thanks for walking me through the whole Twitch thing. I'm like, I'm old. I don't have Twitch. How does it work? It's all right. But it's no big deal. I mean, so, as a nerd, uh, yeah. I don't mind. Ask me questions and uh, whatever you guys want. And um, take care and have a good night. So you're going to upload this to YouTube? Yes, ma'am. I'll put it on my stuff. Too. And from there, Yay. I download the audio and I put it on my podcast. Well, then I'll download the audio and put it on my podcast. All right, too. whatever you feel like doing. <laughs> Um, okay. So, so, so that way, you know, I like to give people as many platforms as possible to get exposure. Yeah. And it's appreciated for sure. For sure. But, okay, uh, my dear, wealthy. But you're just keeping me in the loop. I will. And it was really nice getting to know you. So, um, you take care and, um, talk to you my Thank you so much in Swedish. Uh, and you guys have a good night. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye bye. All right, everyone. Uh, so, what do y'all think? For those who are still here, oh, made myself too big. There we go. Said no guy ever. Um. So yeah. Let's see who we can raid. Do 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 do. You know what? I haven't um, waited this one guy. His name is uh, Maniacal Lichen. He's a uh, he's very competitive. He's a gamer, and uh, I think we need to show him some love. So when you guys go in, just all caps type in Viking Raid. But uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Uh, for next week, I am talking to right now uh, uh, Juan Snow. Probably Tuesday. We're gonna have a special guest on Wednesday. We're gonna be exposing another cult within Norse Talk, so that should be fun. And uh, we'll just see how things go. But yeah, thank you everyone for coming by. Talk to you later. <laughs>